0: Well, you may be seated. If you can be. I don't have to sit, so. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll continue a little more later. If you haven't had enough, we'll have some more. (laughs) I love it. Because I felt like... uh, and while I have a short word for you today, I felt like the Lord had an appointment for us today, something a little different. And uh, I feel like there's, there needs to be a little preparation from the word and then an application by the people. <laughs> okay? Hallelujah. I have these notes of the things I need to talk about, announcements and things like that. I'm not going to say any of it. <sighs> So last week we talked about why we should pray. And one of the major points of emphasis I felt on my heart and the points of emphasis I shared with you, and I will share it again and again and again, is we know why we should pray. But you need to know why you don't pray. Right? That's what the Lord does, okay? He refines us. You're, you're never to your ultimate potential in the Lord, right? There's always room to grow. There's always room to elevate, and he is bringing you, and he is, he is cultivating his spirit and, and his wisdom within you, and so sometimes you have to accept hard truths. The hard truth was you're not praying enough. That's what I felt. It's not time. It's not, okay, I spent 30 minutes today, 20 minutes yesterday. That's, that's enough, right? And so it's purely a matter of your heart purely a matter of your heart folks because your prayer expresses your love for God that is the way we connect and fellowship with the Lord and I'm just trying to remind you of, I know we're forgetful so I'm going to remind you of a few things I said and last week I brought up the point of we all have a friend or family member who only calls when they need something we all have that person in our lives yeah not just one <laughs> yeah it was so convenient when i used to work at a theme park how people would come out of the woodwork hey i heard that you work at universal how about some tickets right and i think it's so too it's it's so true with our relationship with the lord too a lot of times people christians i'm not saying people you know what? here's what i will say i have this word to share with you to keep us flowing in truth But I have a very strong belief that this church is a church of people whose heart beat for the Lord, who are on fire for God. So don't take this as me passing judgment down. I am just trying to keep us on that path. It's easy to get off the path. But I I am so blessed by this church. I am so blessed by this people. What a family we have here. What a family. Praise God and the unity that is here in this place. But it's it's very hard to express. If if prayer is our expression of love, it's very hard to express love when we're not in constant fellowship. Uninterrupted fellowship. When we're not making that a point of emphasis in our life. An appointment. I'm sorry, if you remember all this, great, good for you. A lot of people might have forgot almost everything I said last week. You know, there's that saying, if you take notes, you retain about 50% more of the information. But your prayer is your appointment with God. So how are you treating? We treat, we usually treat appointments in two ways. One with utter disregard. Like you create a dinner appointment with friends or someone like else that so they invite you over and you say, hey, yeah, I'll be there. And just the smallest excuse, the smallest, ex- oh, I got a headache. I can't make it. I'm so sorry. I've got this going on. I can't make it. And I think when we have appointments with God, we create that excuse. (laughs) I'm just a little tired. I had kind of a rough night last night, Lord. So we'll catch up. (laughs) We'll catch up. Another way that we take our appointments with God is with the highest priority. If you have a condition cancer something very serious and you have an appointment with a specialist it's taken you months to get you do not cancel that appointment and when you're at the appointment you're not on your phone distracted texting someone else right you are giving your attention and time and focus to that person because they're laying out your diagnosis the lord has laid out a diagnosis for all of us we just need to open our ears and listen I can't tell you how important this appointment has been for me and my growth with the Lord. I don't see half of it happening if I didn't start disciplining myself, disciplining my time and making sure it is is set with the Lord, right? Whatever it has to be. To me, it's in the morning before anybody wakes up. I have to have uninterrupted time with the Lord. I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. There's not a whole lot of quiet time in the house. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know what? Really, our prayer just takes the burden, our, our burdens off, just takes the weight off and just lays them down at the cross. Lays them down at the cross. When Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, brought this up last week. That word laden in Greek is fortizo. And it is a term, it's usually used in a nautical sense to describe a boat that is overloaded. A boat that was never designed to carry the weight that they're trying to put on it. The load that they are trying to put on that boat. And so a lot of you are walking around in life We're not built to carry all this weight alone. We're not built to walk in our own power. But praise God, it's not by might. It's not by my power, but it's by his spirit that I walk forward. And he says, come to me, and I will give you rest. But you have to come to me. Stop trying to carry it on your own. Gosh, that was a word for me. Oh that was a word for me and I just felt like the Lord continuously reminds me of that even this week you guys know what, I, what I'm going through right minister here full time in the school with with students this week I was asked to preach Tuesday night at about 630 to preach at 8 o'clock in the morning the next morning to 235 students but you know is that that point I got alone for a little bit and I started to study and I said, Lord, I don't know what to say. I could I could rehash notes. Lord, I'm just going to follow your Holy. What, what the Holy Spirit is. Wherever I'm being led, I'm just going to do it. And I don't even know what I said. <laughs> I probably brought up a few scriptures and whatnot and it was okay, it was fine. But you know what? There was an appointment by the Holy Spirit in that time. Not from anything I could say. It's... it's I, I'm like Moses, right? When he says, Lord, I'm slow of speech and I don't, I'm just not good at this. But the Lord said, "Who who made man's mouth? Who made man's mouth? And so in that time, we saw about 30, 40 students come to the altar just seeking the Lord. And I tell you what, it's a Christian school. But because of the way this school is set up with scholarships, they say that's only about 50% of them actually come in with any kind of Christian background at all. And just seeing the hearts poured out before the Lord. And even if they were too embarrassed in the seats, I could just witness that the Lord was moving in their hearts. And so I took a step back. And that was a, that was a hard day. Towards the end, you guys saw me. And I apologize to you guys. And I'm open about it. We got here, and it was a rough night. I had to end up watching the kids Wednesday night because we, uh, we were a little shy of, of help. And, and uh, at that moment, even after the way that morning went, how I was blessed, I, I still allowed the weight of all of that to, to just pile up. I still allowed it. I got the kids screaming and all these things going on. I see all these problems. I just still allowed the weight of it. And I carried it. And I had no problem showing it either. There's one thing you'll learn about me I am not very good at hiding my emotions. Hey, now. Whoa. Easy. <laughs> Even when he's happy, too. Even when I'm, if I'm happy, I'm really happy. If I'm mad, I'm really mad. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. Oh, but man, on a car ride home, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just feel like, I feel led to tell you on the car ride home, I just felt almost immediate conviction. And not that you guys, that some people saw me angry. It's okay, right? We all have times. But what I felt like I needed to repent of is just trying to carry it on my own. It's trying to carry this burden. I've got the school that I work at full time. This is full time. I go to full time school, theology, and all of these things. Three full time things is, it's, it's a mess sometimes. But the only thing that's holding me together, and the only thing that's going to hold you together, because we all get busy, right? Nobody is alone here and being busy. It's just the state of our lives. We all get busy. But it's a matter of what we take, that busyness. Where is our treasure? Is your treasure in your career? Is your treasure in trying to pile up money? Is your treasure in the Lord? And so, it hit me like a a wall. And I've been dealing with it for days, to the point is I I did not do any uh, sermon prep until until I felt like, Lord, I, I need to just get my heart in the right place <laughs> i need to get in the right place and it takes time but praise god what what really what i really saw is i i just i started reflecting back to when i was at the school and the next day and i just continued to see the work that the lord is doing in their hearts and it blessed me because sometimes I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes you get into ministry, you, you preach, you sing, and you don't see any results. And actually, sometimes you just see people leave and all this stuff. And sometimes it weighs heavily on you. Because my only intent is to just do what God is asking me to do. And I know that the Lord wants you to come here and be fed. And the Lord wants you to come here and not leave the same way you came. And so sometimes it's a wrestle, wrestling going on with me and the devil, with the lies of the devil. Not equipped. You don't speak well enough. You don't know enough. You don't have enough experience. You're not old enough. And it's this battle. And the only way I'm finding victory is through my praise and through my prayer. It's the only way I'm finding it. And so, if we're not out there doing that, if we're not doing that at home, if you're waiting to do that when you come here, you're going to come in and feel defeated by Tuesday. Yep. Right? Yep. You can't come in here and expect to get filled up enough, it's going to last you a week. It might work at the gas station, but it does not work at church. Right. And so, that is the emphasis. I know we know that we need to pray. I know we know how to pray. But today, we just need to pray. <laughs> yeah. But before I do that, I, w- I want to share some stuff with you that jumps out to me because when we, when we learn how to pray, we want to see where we're being led. Right? Sometimes, yes, we're expressing our hearts before the Lord when we pray. But there is a manner in which we are guided, and it was done through Jesus. Jesus gave us the guidance, and we know this. So turn with me to Matthew 6, verse 5. Folks, I I really do apologize if we go a little late today. If you have to go, please, you're not offending me. But I believe there's a a lot the Lord is wanting to do today, and He's wanting to do it in our hearts. And I'm so thankful for that time that we had in worship. I don't regret any minute of it. And we could have just kept going if we wanted to. Praise God. And we're going to do some more in a little bit. Matthew chapter 6. Felicia, thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you for just stepping out. I've never heard you say anything. I've never heard you preach at us and just follow the Holy Spirit. She's like, what am I supposed to do? This is so awkward. (laughs) Thank you for just following the Holy Spirit's lead, right? That is necessary for all of us. Worship team, please be encouraged. That is what we're here to do. We're not here to lead anybody. I tell the students that we're training them to be worship leaders. I hate that term. I don't know why I hate it. I I can't find a better way to say it, but I hate it. Because they're not leading anybody. In some way, what we're doing first is we're following. We're following and worshiping. And yes, in a way that helps lead the congregation. I understand the concept, okay? I understand the concept. But the problem we have in a lot of worship, why am I going off on this tangent? I don't know. The problem we have in a lot of our worship leaders and churches today is it's just purely about performance, And having some kind of platform and having some type of image and so the term worship leader is used almost like an artist who goes out and gets a grammy or something and they're so excited i became a worship leader who are you leading who are you leading a pastor who are you leading unless you are not first led by the lord You might be a shepherd, but before the Lord, you're still a sheep. That's right. That's true. Oh, all right, let's get to our verse. <laughs> Matthew 6, verse 5. And when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites. Ooh, <laughs> he's, he's laying it out right away. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask them. Going back to verse 5. And when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, so they may be seen by men. When Jesus prayed, he always went to a secret place, got away, went into the wilderness. Luke 5.16 says, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. It just comes back to folks first being present in his presence. It is very difficult to get into the place we need to spiritually, mentally, when we're surrounded by distractions, surrounded by all these things. Because eventually your focus is going to get off of God and onto other things. And I think Jesus leads by example here that you need to get away. There's too many distractions. The other point from all of this is you're not impressing anybody by your words. And nobody impressed by how eloquent your words are. Especially not the Lord. Because he sees our hearts. You can't outspeak your heart. Right? I can't just keep saying words that are not from my heart. Right? He's not hearing my words before he sees my heart. Do you hear what I'm saying? We need to check our hearts. Because these Pharisees Well, they know how to make a big scene and get people to see that they could pray. The Lord will reward what he sees in secret. He sees what's in the heart, not in the words. Verse 7, kind of more support for this. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for the many words. Going on to verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Praise God. Sometimes I can't speak it, but he knows I need it. Verse nine, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But in verse nine, he says, in this manner, therefore pray. Right? Jesus is saying, pray in this manner. He's not saying, you need to repeat these words and have repetition of these words, and that's your prayer. He's saying, in this manner. And so what I have for you today is is six, we'll say, focuses in your prayer, six guiding principles based purely from this, from what Jesus is saying. Not from what I'm saying, but from what Jesus is saying. And I want to group it together in a way that we can kind of remember this. Because if you struggle to pray, that you've been given a guideline, right? You've been given a guideline on how to pray. The first being relationship. Our Father in heaven. Relationship. There's three R's and three F's. Six total points. The first is relationship. It's an intimate relationship. We are in a loving relationship. And he is a good Father who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. Ooh, I love how the, the, the idea of bondage and stuff is kind of flowing through our worship and through this word. It was not planned, I can tell you that. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you. you know, it really just fills me with joy. Knowing that this relationship is not to a God who's showering down lightning bolts at me because of the mistakes I've made. He doesn't make me walk around like that guy from Christmas carols, walking around with the chains because he's he passed away and made a lot of mistakes in life. He's got to walk around with his chains and you hear him coming around. But he is a loving father. And when we learn to accept him, we learn to accept that he is forgiveness. He is love. He is mercy. And he brings that to you and he breaks chains. Amen. And he calls me his friend. <laughs> he calls me his friend. He calls me a child. You're adopted. Hmm. And we can just run to him and be safe. <laughs> Point number two, respect. I also like to think of reverence. I like the word reverence a little more, but we'll say respect if, if that's easier to remember. Hallowed be your name reverence before you start giving your requests before him you need to give him the honor that he is due and so we we show respect and honor in our posture and with a contrite spirit and we need to cry as the angels cry holy 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 is the lord god almighty the whole earth is full of his glory And when I talk about posture here, let me explain this. We need to posture our hearts and our bodies before the Lord. See, when you see, when you look at Abraham, he, he fell on his face before the Lord. Moses prostrated himself before the Lord. Luke 5, 12. And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus And he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy fell off. Let me point out something. Because sometimes you read scripture and a lot of things just pass you by. He says, It says he fell on his face and implored him. And he said, Lord, if you are willing. Realize he didn't say, Lord, I deserve this. Lord, life's not fair, so let me have this. Make it right, Lord. And Notice also, he did not say, can you make me clean? He says, you can make me clean. But he says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Reverence, respect, posturing himself, but also praying back these promises that we receive. And just declaring that, I know that you can do it. I know, I believe. So right now, I'm just going to lay down and give you the respect, the honor that you're due. And so his physical and spiritual posture demonstrates humility. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Our, our, our physical and spiritual posture demonstrates humility and respect and understanding before God. This leprous man knew his place. (laughs) And our posture expresses the attitudes of our hearts. If your attitude is stuck up and bitter, (laughs) you're going to have a hard time bowing in reverence, right, to the king of kings. Point number three, reign. Your kingdom come. Reign. Start your life Not just your prayer, but start your life with what God wants. Everything about what God wants. Allow God to be your leader and your guide in your prayer. And this is another way we posture ourselves before the Lord. Laying down all our concerns, laying down all of our plans and surrendering to the king's wishes. And the king's desires. That he may reign in our hearts. Lord, have your way in me. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Point number four, food, food. Give us this day our daily bread. I like food. (laughs) I like food, but even more so, I love how I can just trust God to supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, amen? We get so stuck on food and bread and our little needs, and we forget that he is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. 2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you having always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Sufficiency. Having all things that you need for every good work according to his will. And he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Point number five: forgiveness. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Many here might still be harboring unforgiveness, holding on to bitterness. and Jesus is saying, "We have to release it. As we needed forgiveness for our trespasses, what? We must be willing to forgive, right? Verse 14 actually expands on this a little bit. It says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You've got to release it. And that is a part of our prayer, releasing anything that we've been harboring. Point number six freedom. This is my last one. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Freedom. The only ones who are truly are excuse me. The only ones who are truly free are the ones whom the sun sets free. Right? You're not truly free until the sun sets you free. So until you decided to walk with Christ and take on this this fellowship with Him, make that commitment. Lord, I'm going to follow you. I accept you as my personal Savior. No one's free. Right now we've got a lot of people walking around who aren't free, and they need to be freed. And that's why I think it's so imperative that this church, we step up our outreach. We step up our street ministry and our accounts with that. There's a lot of work to be done. And let me tell you what, this church is not enough, but we can start making, we can start making room. We can start paving the way. Jesus has bought our freedom. Well, that was a point we brought up in our songs. Didn't plan that. I just love how it's just going right along with my notes. Praise God. And I think a lot of us just need to put Satan under our feet today. I'm not going to be led down that path. I'm not going to buy into the lies or, or, you know, all these things, these plans that you think you have for me. But I put you underneath my feet because I have freedom in the name of Jesus. And that's declaring it. Jesus is not saying you need to pray for freedom anymore. You know why? Because he already bought it. He already bought it. Jesus, you saved me. So I'm thanking you for the victory. I'm thanking you for it. And Satan, I rebuke your schemes. I rebuke your lies. You're not going to manipulate me anymore. Colossians 2.15. Man, I love this verse. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. You know, I think... Instead of telling God how big your problems are, you just need to tell your problems how big your God is. Can I say that one more time? Let me say that one more time. Instead of telling God how big your problems are, just tell your problems how big your God is. Hallelujah. And it's time to make a spectacle of your problems. Right? Ha ha, na na na, na, boo boo. My God's bigger. (laughs) Right? Make a spectacle of those problems. And if you didn't need to hear that today, I certainly did. Amen. Because, you know, my problems seem to pile up this week. And I just felt led to, you know, just get under my feet. Yes. Get under my feet. I have victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, so, you know, this house shall be called a house of prayer. Right? This house shall be called a house of prayer. And right now, I'm just being honest with you, I have felt depleted this week. And I just feel like we need this. Because I think maybe I'm going through something and you're probably going through something. Let's pray. <laughs> you know, just a feeling when you give yourself away, you keep giving yourself away, and you just feel like it's hard to feel like you're being fed and built up. It can wear on you. And so today I just feel like we need to light the fire in us again. That there might be a little ember. Something might still be there. There might be something there. But I believe in this vision. That the Lord has for this church. That word of wildfire. That the Lord would just burn away all the barriers. Burn away this hardened shell. This hardened heart. And he would purify. And he would bring new life into your spirit today. And that when you walk out of here. You do not walk in the same way that you came. Because he is doing a new thing in you today. That is my prayer. I'm tired of seeing people coming and crying every week. I'm just being honest I'm tired of feeling like I want to cry every week and not that the Lord can't work through that that's not what I'm saying I'm tired of seeing life's not changed and that puts a lot of on us folks the Lord's willing to change you the Lord's willing to do a new work in you but sometimes you just gotta come up a little higher You've been holding back your time. You've been holding back your resources. Afraid to give out too much. Afraid to do too much. Saying, I'm going to hold on to my time. I'm going to hold on to stepping out because I just don't know. I don't know if I have the right words to say to someone that I felt led to speak to. I don't know what the Lord wants from me. And so we hold back. God's saying, I'm trying to bring you up higher. (laughs) But you're pulling yourself down of you have possibly done that Lord I know you have this plan for me and you have desires for me but I just feel like little bitty old me I don't know where you're taking me we withhold potential (laughs) we withhold plans God can use every single person in incredible ways because we are all called to a great commission we are all called to preach the word. Oh Lord, would you just burn away the chaff? Winnowing fan. As he threshes the floor. God, I love how scripture just brings it home to us. We've all have this outer shell that we've placed, these barriers, whether it's been from our lack of prayer, whether it's been from just decisions we have made to not step out, the Lord is calling today, the Lord is knocking, are we opening up to him, are we answering today? And today I think it's just so important that we just practice what we preach. If we're going to say we're a house of prayer, but we don't pray, then we're not really a house of prayer. The fervent prayer, of the righteous man availeth much. 1 John 5, 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. So we've heard why we need to pray. We have heard how we need to pray. But in this moment, it's now we pray. Do you hear me? Now we pray. I'm not putting stuff off. I've got a lot to do today too, right? I've got deadlines. This is one of the final weeks of examinations. I've got that weighing on my mind. But you know what? I'm just going to allow the Lord to work as he needs to work. Because right this is the most important stuff in your life. This is vital to your faith, your walk in Christ. So if you've come in, you've come in here with weight, you've come in here with burdens, I'm just praying that the Lord would just show himself mighty to you. And I encourage you today to release him. To release. As he releases his fullness, as he releases his Holy Spirit power upon this place as he's already done, we just need to be ready to take it in and accept it. Accept it beyond the lies of the enemy and accept it beyond the things that we have told ourselves and we have bought And we've allowed the foundation to to, just pile up. You might have come in here with barriers, but today I'm praying that the Lord would just break down your walls. Break down the walls of religion today, Lord. Break down the walls of fear. Break down the walls of heaviness, of shame, of disease. Break down our walls, Lord. We lift up a banner of victory to you today because we know that it's already won. We know we can already attain it, Father. Lord, we just pray these things according to your will, Lord, that you would be glorified in this place.